Gospel Online. Does this ever happen to you? You spend some time thinking through something, you come to a solid conclusion, and then you get on with it. Then, ages later, you turn around and you second-guess yourself. Why am I doing this again? We're going through a process right now of changing the digital framework of our church. You know, website and sermon hosting type stuff. And during this process, I heard someone mention that he thought it was unwise to share church sermons online. And a little while later, I heard a similar remark from someone else in a completely different setting. So this got me thinking, why is it that I think we should keep putting our gospel content online? Is it a bad idea? So having thought about it again, let me take a moment to explain why I think we should broadcast our gospel content far and wide. Gospel in the public square. The world is opposed to God's truth. Either they can't hear it or they are offended by it. But faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ, as it mentions in Romans 10.17. The good news needs to be proclaimed to people who would naturally reject God's word so that they can come to faith as the Spirit works in them. Jesus charged his church to go out and make disciples of the nations. And part of that means we need to get the gospel to where the people are. Right now, the internet is something of a global public square where people from almost every nation can access untold amounts of information. There's so much junk out there, including from well-meaning but deceived Christians. Our humble efforts to share our gospel content in the public square may be like drops in the ocean of content, drip and disappear. Yet, it is my sincere hope that it is more like gems buried beneath the earth. Maybe someone will stumble across a great treasure they didn't even know was there. In Matthew 13, it says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. And then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who, on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. The day may come when it is quite unsafe for us to proclaim the truth online, especially in a way that could be connected back to a specific church or person. It may paint a target on our backs. Yet this has been the case at various times through our history. And is the case in many parts of the world today. If, if, if you pop up your head and declare Christ is Lord, you're likely to get it taken off. Yet while the opportunity is still open to us, the careful dissemination of gospel truth seems like a good and faithful use of the tools available to us. If this public proclamation is not ungodly and it helps save an eternal soul, isn't that a good thing? Even if we could suffer for it? Sermons and articles and interviews and whatnot will never be a replacement for boots-on-the-ground evangelism and discipleship, but sound online content is a tool that God does and has used to save sinners. The more truth in the public square, the better. Reaching our community. 
even in the area in which we live, people are much more likely to check something out online first rather than come in person. Think about it. Many of us won't even check out a new restaurant or takeaway unless we have first read the reviews. How much more, with spiritual matters, are people going to scope us out beforehand? Our online content acts for many as a gateway to the local church. They can know what they're getting into, know what to expect, and be more likely to face the awkward emotional investment of trying to engage with the church. It also means that non-Christian people who hear about us by word of mouth or advertising can get online and hear the gospel, even if they never darken our door. Next, reaching the disconnected. Another reason to post church content online is that there are Christians who stand to benefit. This includes uh, Christians who are disconnected from church by geography. There's simply no church in their region, and yet they have a satellite connection to the internet. It's not a replacement for church, but it could be all they can get on a regular basis. These Christians can be blessed by brothers and sisters that live far away from them simply by sharing. Christians who have been de-churched, let me be clear, cutting yourself off from Jesus' church is not a viable option for Christian faithfulness, but there are those who have been driven away due to spiritual abuse, bad churches, or their own bad choices. Good gospel content could be an interim encouragement and the catalyst for their return to a true church. Searching for uh, sorry, searching Christians who are looking for Bible teaching amidst a sea of false teachers are more likely to find good teaching if we're sharing it. Some Christians feel isolated, like they're the only Christians who believe the Bible in their area, or they're the only ones who want to live it out faithfully. When they find others, they're encouraged to persevere and find Christ-centered churches to call home. And... Moving Christians. Finding a new church when you move can be a tough gig. Sometimes you end up floating through several churches over the course of a few months trying to find a semi-decent church to land at. This can be especially difficult for defense personnel or other professionals who get moved around every few years. It feels like a perpetual process. So a clear online presence communicates what our local church believes and teaches, smoothing the way for Christians moving to the area. Lastly, a multiplying work. If you have a shovel, are you glorifying God by using your hands to move a pile of dirt? If you have a wheelbarrow, are you being a blessing to others by leaving the wheelbarrow in the shed and making many trips with your shovel? In God's providence, he has given us tools, also known as technologies, that enable us to multiply our work from a shovel to a wheelbarrow, to an excavator, we are able to achieve exponentially more with the tools that we have. When the printing press arrived, we were able to proclaim exponentially more gospel truth because it could be written down and copied thousands and thousands of times within, with, with relative ease. Finally, regular people could actually have a copy of God's own word in their home and read it for themselves. What a novelty! The Reformation truth spread like wildfire because of this amazing technology. You know, gospel content costs. 
it costs time and effort and study and needs to be written down or prepared. Materials, books and equipment cost money and where employed pastors are concerned, there are stipends and other costs. So it makes sense to me to try and make every cent and minute count. And because of modern technology, one piece of work can have the benefit multiplied. It means that the relatively high cost of one piece of ministry work is reduced because it can be used again and again. That could mean a, a Sunday sermon can be a blessing to God's people uh, in the local church on Sunday, but then it could be heard online by others. And then the transcript is read by a preacher in training and, and used to benefit him. An article can be written to bless the local church, but then shared online to a wider audience, and then even later uh, potentially adapted into a chapter of a book. Online gospel content is a way of leveraging the work done in the local churches to spread the truth to a wider audience. Sure, a lot will fall on deaf ears, a drop in the sea. But some seed will land in good soil. For now, I have no qualms about sharing as much of our gospel content as possible through as many media as possible. Because we believe that God works through the proclaimed word by his spirit, whether it be in person, in writing, or in a recording. God's word will not return void. So we should have no fear of sending it out into the world by all means possible so that we might save some.